You're listening to the Kinergy Sports Podcast, hosted by Jacob Kennedy. Here we go. This is the first episode of the Kinergy Sports Podcast. I'm Jacob Kennedy. I'm beyond excited to get this show rolling. We have a great show ahead of us today, talking a lot about the NBA playoffs. Uh, the LeBron vs. KD debate is back, unfortunately. I'm going to address that. I'm going to talk about uh, James Harden's performance last night and why even though he had 41 points, he is one of the main reasons the Rockets have no chance at beating the Warriors this year. And then I'm going to tell you why Kyrie Irving should be rooting for the Celtics to lose tonight. But first, I'm going to talk about the Western Conference in the NBA and how they are shockingly similar to a conference in college football. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? The Western Conference is SEC football. They're the same thing. You know, reputation is very important in today's world. And a good reputation can keep you going even through a couple bad years. And a bad reputation can hold you back even if you're on the come up. The Western Conference is better than the Eastern Conference in the NBA. It is. But it's not as close as what it used to be, or not as far as what it used to be. The East had twice as many 50-win teams than the West did this year. And yet the West is considered head and shoulders better than the East. But why? This is very similar to what's been taking place in the SEC. The SEC won the national title in football seven years in a row. And that is staying with them even though they have fallen off. They fell off. So I'm going to go through three similarities between these two to show why they're still relying on a reputation to keep them up even though even though the Western Conference is better than the East, it is not as good as what it has been. The first similarity is they have two powerhouses. The Western Conference is top-heavy. They have the Rockets and they have the Warriors. After that, there is a significant fall-off, similar to the SEC, who has Alabama and Georgia, and then there is a significant fall-off. Also, their old powerhouses are starting to fall off. In the Western Conference, the Spurs and Thunder have significantly fallen off. The Spurs have gotten old, and Kawhi isn't playing, and the Thunder lost Kevin Durant. They've gotten significantly worse. This is similar to the SEC. Powerhouses such as LSU and Florida have completely fallen off, and they're not what they used to be. Also, the bottom of the league in both of these conferences is terrible. In the SEC, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, and Arkansas combined for two conference wins. The Western Conference consisted of the Kings, Grizzlies, Mavericks, and Suns. So I don't want to hear about how tough the Rockets and the Warriors have it when you're giving them 10 wins when they play the Kings, Grizzlies, Mavs, and Suns. They're terrible. And while they are better than the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference is better than the East. It's not as far as what it used to be. The Bucks are better than we thought they were, and they're going to continue to get better. The Celtics are turning into a dynasty. The 76ers are close behind them. And as long as Cleveland has LeBron, they're going to be up there. The West is relying on the Warriors and Rockets. And other than that, who do they have? The Jazz were led by a rookie. 
and some dude named Joe Ingles that looks like a janitor. The Pelicans are led by Anthony Davis, who didn't get a playoff win until this year. The Thunder are led by Russell Westbrook, who is out of control and honestly only cares about his stats. He plays hard, he's fun to watch, but that team isn't going anywhere with him as their main, as their best player. The Timberwolves are always going to be the Timberwolves. They have young talent, but they're never going to be the Rockets or the Warriors. So we need to stop talking about the Western and Eastern Conference as if the Eastern Conference is so far behind and has no chance. The Celtics are a year away from being just as good as the Warriors. A healthy Kyrie, a healthy Gordon Hayward. And seeing what the Celtics have done in the past few years, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to pick up somebody else. The 76ers are one piece away from being awesome. And they're only going to get better because they're so young. The Rockets and the Warriors are in a class of their own in the Western Conference. And they're great. And one of them, probably the Warriors, is going to win the NBA title this year. But it's not that. The Eastern Conference isn't that far behind. It's not. When LeBron makes it to the finals again, can we not use the, well, the East is so weak. Can we not use that? Because honestly, it's just not true. In the Warriors game last night against the Rockets, KD showed up. 37 more points. And considering LeBron had his first bad game in how long, I don't know. The debate is, I guess, back between LeBron James and Kevin Durant on who is the best player in the world. And honestly, it's not a debate. Can we stop this too? LeBron had one bad game. One. That game that Kevin Durant had last night, LeBron has had seven of them this postseason. When is the last time, seriously, when is the last time that Kevin Durant had any pressure? When? He hasn't played a single game with Golden State in which he had pressure. The last time Kevin Durant played an NBA basketball game in which he had pressure was the 2016 Western Conference Finals when he was playing against his current team in which the Thunder had a 3-1 lead, which Kevin Durant, along with Russell Westbrook, lost. That's the last time he ever played with pressure. He joined a powerhouse. He joined a dynasty. He doesn't have to give everything he has every single night. If he wants to take an off night, he'll give the ball to Steph Curry. He doesn't have to show up all the time on the offensive side so he can play hard on defense. He doesn't have to play with pressure. LeBron James plays with pressure literally every single game in the postseason. Because he knows if he doesn't do superhero stuff, the Cavs aren't going to win. And everybody knows that. Everyone knows that. You can make the argument that Kevin Durant isn't even the most valuable player on his own team. When Steph Curry was out for six weeks, the Warriors were a good basketball team. They were not what they are with Curry. They were a good basketball team. 
in games, the last 20 games in which Durant didn't play and Curry did, the Warriors are 20-0. and 0. The Warriors need Steph Curry. The Warriors don't need Kevin Durant. Stop telling me that Kevin Durant is more valuable than LeBron James. Stop telling me he's better than LeBron James. Kevin Durant could not do what LeBron does night in and night out for this basketball team. He couldn't do it. LeBron has to put up 35 and 10 to have a chance. He is the main offense for the Cavaliers. Kevin Durant could not play for the next three games, and the Warriors could probably sweep the Rockets. They could. If he didn't play for the rest of the series, they would still win the series. If LeBron didn't play this series for the Cavs, they would get swept by a margin of probably 20 points per game. It wouldn't be close. So stop this argument with Kevin Durant. He's not the best player in the world. Stop trying to replace LeBron James. He is here. And he's here for probably four or five more years. So enjoy it. We don't need to replace him. You can't replace him. One day there will be a new best player in the world. Today's not that day. Tomorrow's not that day. This year, it's probably not that day. Kevin Durant made a choice to go to the Golden State Warriors where he wouldn't have any pressure. I'm all for it. He looks happier. His life is probably much better now than it was when he was in OKC. But he has no pressure at all. Curry and Clay and Draymond and Steve Kerr. LeBron just hopes Kevin Love can score over 15 points per game. LeBron just goes into every game hoping that one of his teammates can score 20 points. And don't get on me about, oh, you are too rough on these teammates. You guys don't give anyone. How would you want to be a teammate of LeBron? I don't care. I don't. They're not performing. LeBron doesn't have a single teammate that can take anybody off the dribble. Sorry, Jordan Clarkson. Sorry. You can't. You're out of control. You haven't been in the postseason before. LeBron's team is filled with spot-up shooters that rely on LeBron to get them open. It's not an argument. Let's stop trying to make it one. The GOAT argument is hard enough. The last thing we need to do is argue about who the best player in the world is when it isn't even worth the discussion. LeBron and the Cavaliers play the Boston Celtics tonight. And I think something a lot of people aren't thinking about is, should Kyrie Irving be rooting against the Celtics? Honestly. I think he should. I don't... Think about this. Kyrie's former team that he left played the regular season a chaotic regular season, and yet they only won one less game than they did last year with Kyrie. And they just swept the number one seed in the playoffs without him and are back in the Eastern Conference Finals. Kyrie's current team 
are looking pretty dang good without him. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. They beat the 76ers in five games. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum look like stars. Terry Rozier, Kyrie's replacement, looks like a baller that could start on most of the teams in the NBA. Brad Stevens is a wizard. Obviously, we see that now. Do they need Kyrie? And it makes me, it should make everyone wonder, how does Kyrie feel about this? Kyrie left Cleveland, why? He wanted to be the man. He wanted his own team. When Kyrie comes back next year, this isn't his team. This is Brad Stevens' team. When you think of the Celtics, you don't think of Kyrie. You think of Brad Stevens and what he's done with this team throughout injuries and their youth. This isn't Kyrie's team. You could almost make the argument the Celtics might be better off trading Kyrie. It seems drastic, I know. But think about it. Before LeBron came back to Cleveland, what was Kyrie Irving? What was he? He was an injury-prone, good, skilled point guard that couldn't win games on his own. The Cavs were terrible. LeBron lifted Kyrie to a new level. And don't get me wrong, they wouldn't have won that championship without Kyrie. But LeBron picked up Kyrie. So now Kyrie left LeBron, and what is he? It sure seems like he's injury prone. He played well, but he's hurt again. He's missing the playoffs, which is what you play for. So if I could tell you the Celtics could package Kyrie in another piece for Kawhi, are you saying they wouldn't take it? I think they would. Terry Rozier looks very capable. Jason Tatum is a baller. Jalen Brown is better than I ever thought he would be. And Brad Stevens is the best coach in the league by far. Kyrie isn't needed. Gordon Hayward's going to be healthy. But Jacob, the Celtics won't win the championship because they don't have Kyrie. The Cavs won't win the championship because they don't have Kyrie. Stop it. Neither of these teams were winning the championship without Kyrie or with Kyrie. They're not. The Celtics are a year away from being competitive with the Warriors. They weren't going to win the championship this year, even if they had Kyrie. We saw what happened when, Ka when the Cavaliers had Kyrie last year. They got beaten five. He's not the difference maker in the championship. He's not. If he was on either of these teams, they would still lose in the finals. If he was healthy for Boston, I still think they would lose to Cleveland. So I think it's worth thinking. Who is Kyrie right now? This isn't his team. What is Kyrie moving forward? And what are the Celtics going to do with him? 
I think it will be an interesting discussion come off season. He is an awesome player. Do not get me wrong, but this can't be a good look for him. So last night, James Harden played well. 41 points, 7 assists, and the Rockets weren't very competitive in the second half against the Warriors. Lost by 13. And of course, most people just look at the stat line. 41-7, and man, his teammates are not helping him. This is an MVP right here. His teammates must not be helping him. That might partially be the case but I can make the argument that Harden was a big reason why this team struggled a big reason last night the Houston Rockets ran 45 isos that is doubled that doubled their average from the regular season and that is more than any team, regular season or postseason, in the last five years. That's not winning basketball. You watch the Warriors play, and it's beautiful offense. Passing it around, passing the rock, getting everyone open. The Rockets don't. 45 isos. That's 11 isos a quarter. That's nearly an iso per minute. That's all their offense was last night. It was give it to Harden and see what he can do. That's not winning basketball. That's like when you go to the local YMCA and you're playing basketball. And you guys are playing to 21 or 11. You get within one point And, you know, the guy that's there that thinks he's a star player takes over and doesn't pass. You know, the pressure gets to him. And he says, I'm going to do this by myself. This is what I do. I'm not going to pass it. That was James Harden last night. James Harden was the ball hog at the YMCA. And to make things worse, that was one of the worst defensive performances I have ever seen. The Warriors were shot 14 for 23 when James Harden was the primary defender. And he gave up 33 points. That's more than doubled the next closest Rocket defender. Sure, he put up 41 points. The defense hurts. Not passing hurts. Being the YMCA ball hog hurts. You're not going to beat the Warriors like that. You're not. He has good teammates. He has Chris Paul. He has Clint Capella. They can match up with this Warriors team. They're deeper than this Warriors team. But if you play every game like that, James Harden, you're not going to win. You might not win a game. Ease up. Pass the rock. Don't be the YMCA ball hog. Nobody likes that guy. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kennedy Sports Podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jacob underscore K-E-N-N-2. 
Like and retweet on Twitter. Like and share on Facebook. And make sure you subscribe to my podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to drop a review. Let me know what you liked. Let me know what you didn't like. Uh, interact with me. You can message me on Twitter. Let me know what you want to hear on the show. And make sure you tune in next week for my next podcast.